Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Big plays, crunch time, a lot of tears. We are back at Top Tier Tactics. I am Nader alongside Bud and A. Right now, wrapping up the week we're about to find out who made playoffs and who did not you know what my favorite time of year is i'm guessing this time of year it is because when you're already in playoffs and you're watching people squirm because they're right on that borderline you you gotta love it it, it makes you smile yeah in a couple of leagues i already clinched playoffs in some yeah. leagues i mean right now coming up to monday night and Tuesday Night Football, I'm about to find out if I make playoffs in those leagues. And they're all coming down straight to the wire. So you can every single play, you refresh the feed. Every single time your opponent scores or gets any type of points, you refresh the feed. See what changed, how bad it looks, or how good it looks, depending on what happened. It's going to be interesting. It's, it, it, it's always the best time of the year. People say, you know, Christmas, best time of the year. They're they're correct because, I mean, not only is there Christmas, but it's fantasy playoffs time. And championship. And championship. Coming up, coming up, baby. It's coming up, and people are getting healthy. It's not like people are getting hurt coming up to championship time. People are starting to get a little healthy, and teams are starting to conform together a little bit. So uh, a lot of people are coming in to playoffs, uh, hitting the ground running. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. So, of course, today episode, we're going to have your NFL headlines. While there hasn't been too much that came up, uh, there is a little bit of news for us to talk about. And then, of course, whatever happened and everything that happened in Sunday's games. And then, of course, the waiver wire God. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start those headlines. NFL headlines. Todd Gurley. Of course, we know he has his knee issues, but it is it came up again. And apparently it's gotten a little worse than last time. I mean, the longevity was a concern, right? It was a concern. And uh, we're lucky we got a lot of touchdowns from him. Yes. You know, he has been productive to that extent, but hasn't looked very good. He looks looks rough. He looks like a slightly upgraded version of uh, David Montgomery, if I do say so. Correct? I mean, yeah. He can find holes a little better. He finds holes a little better. He hits it. He's able to punch it in the goal line. I mean, of course, that didn't happen this week, but nope. it happened you know, throughout the year. And uh, we were all waiting for Todd Gurley's knee issues to reoccur and flare up. It finally has. I don't know if this means he's done for the season or done for the year or his career is over. Uh, but as of now, this is going to be something huge to take a look at. But I'm, I think the disappointing part is before I cut you off or after I do. Feel free. Uh, their backups just aren't that good. No, 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 no. Ito Smith is not the answer. They're probably going to have to draft somebody. I mean, he has a one-year contract, correct? Yeah. So so they're going to be in talks about either signing him again or letting him walk away. I think they'll draft a running back, try to increase. I mean, they obviously need a lot of defensive help. They ha- they need a lot of help in general. But Gurley was not a start this week. Hopefully you guys didn't start him. It was not going to be good against that New Orleans team. Yeah. I... I yeah, I mean, you, of course you're correct. New Orleans run defense is, of course, top-notch, and it has been top-notch for the longest time. Uh, he he should have been – it's hard to say he should have been a sit because there just isn't that much better than him. 
right now. So, I mean, chances are you put him in your flex RB2 spot. I mean, maybe that's a personal opinion for me. I benched him in two different leagues because I didn't think it was going to be a good week for him. I was hoping for a touchdown punch in from him. I, I know the Falcons would at least move the ball a little bit on them. So you're going for a touchdown upside. Of course, that's what he was all year. You were going for the touchdown upside that he had. Uh, and, and he's been hitting as of late. But, of course, now, uh, you know, Brian Hill, I'm not interested in starting him. And then uh, there's one more. Edo Smith, Smith, I'm also not interested in really starting. You can pick one up just in case someone, you know, starts getting a little steam rolling. And then, you know, potentially get yourself a little flex out of it. But I'm not too interested in this backfield and in this team in general. You're not interested in Calvin Ridley? Or well, Julio? I mean, of course, that. But, oh, okay. I mean, he, he's picked okay. up. or And, obviously, Julio Jones yeah, picked yeah. up. You're and, talking about waiver wires or yeah, whatever? Yeah, 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 regardless. Other than the must-starts, I'm not interested in this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understandable. So, Drew Brees currently has no time frame for returning. Apparently, he had, what, 19 rib fractures? What was that? I, yeah. If he returns, it's going to be in actual playoffs. I don't see him returning in the regular season. They clinched playoffs this week, yeah. so it, it would be a little silly. I mean, of course, they can go for a bye week, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't see them reaching for it considering uh, th- th- they want Drew Brees to be healthy. So if uh, Taysom Hill gets him that bye week, congratulations to them. Uh, but they're not going to put Drew Brees in specifically for it. Yeah. And, Isn't it interesting that Jameis talk has completely gone? Taysom Hill, in my opinion, he's playing <laughs> you know I mean? decent, but he's not playing that great. He's not playing that great, and he's more of a gadget player and utility player, I guess. He can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, but Jameis, I mean, he has to be pretty bad to not even have a conversation about it. I, I wouldn't say that. What would you say? I, I'd say they spent a really large chunk of change on Taysom Hill, and they would look really stupid if they didn't use him. And, uh, I mean, they're using him, especially to the fullest of his extent, and I, I think, I mean, as long as they're winning games, it's not the worst thing in the world, uh, I'd have to say. As uh, Sims, oh, is he, ca- oh, no, he bobbled it in the end he zone. Bobbled no, he no, bobbled no it. No touchdown, Sims, huh? Yeah, they're on the one. Wow. And they, they got stuffed on the first play. That's what happens when you don't throw it to McLaurin. Uh, yeah. They're just not throwing to McLaurin's way right now. Is he getting locked up? Uh, I mean, this is going to be a tough matchup for him, but he overcomes tough matchups on a daily, so I wasn't too worried about it. John Gruden says he does not expect Josh Jacobs to play in the upcoming week. If he says that, he's not playing. Yeah, he's, he's not playing. He's not playing. He's not playing. Yeah, I'm just writing it down right now. Hopefully you have Booker to be able to help you out, but he's not going to be I'm playing. sure a lot of people rage dropped Booker after his immensely disappointing play against the Jets. I mean, Pick what was up. that, 17 carries for 50 yards? Yeah. That was a, that was a pretty uh, disappointing going against the Jets. We definitely anticipated a little bit more out of this. Yeah, we'll get into that game a little bit Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to have to talk about that one. The Ravens activate Lamar Jackson from COVID list. So if you were ballsy enough to not put in a quarterback in on Sunday, congratulations, you get Lamar Jackson as a reward. Do you think a lot of people did that? I don't think so. I think we we discussed it a little bit. I wouldn't be able to justify risking a zero for my quarterback spot if your commissioner didn't do his due diligence and tell you guys, A, you know, if there's a COVID issue, who would you want to start? All that kind of good stuff. But it sucks because it's a great matchup. But, I mean, Lamar Jackson hasn't been playing that great in general. So it could not be the greatest, but it is a really good matchup for Lamar Jackson. You want to start him, right? Yeah. Uh, it, there was news leading up to, this, to of course, this week saying that he is expected to play. So uh, I wouldn't blame you for doing it. But, of course, it, 
I, I completely understand what you mean. Like if, if you're not sure it's hard to risk that zero out of the quarterback position. The only way I could justify starting Lamar Jackson is if you're uh, in a league with some buddies and the commissioner was able to specify a little substitution rule specifically for this scenario. Uh, other than that, yeah, chances are uh, hopefully you put in a decent quarterback such as Ryan Tannehill, a little Fitzgerald action or Fitz magic. I should say, sorry. Uh, I, I said his incorrect name there. <laughs> I like it. CMC says there is no chance he sits out the next four games. What about the next game? CMC, I need some information here. He says he feels great. He says he feels great, feeling great, looks great. He better be great, especially for playoffs. If you if you made the playoffs while while, while that happened, Peyton Barber scored a touchdown. Okay. Run up the middle. Congratulations okay. Okay. for you. Uh, for nobody. Yeah, for nobody. Awesome. Uh what was the the running back Antonio Gibson? There we go. His yep. name, of course. He left the game, did not return with a toe injury. Poor guy, and poor everybody that started him. Uh, but back to my point: uh, if you made the playoffs without Christian McCaffrey, especially without Mike Davis, then oh, wow, your team must be really good, and you must be really hyped thank to you. know that he's thank coming thank you. in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And, you're welcome. As yeah. Well. Yes. In in our listener league, you have Christian McCaffrey, and I think you're making playoffs, right? I think so. I was talking about another league. I have Christian McCaffrey in two leagues. Oh yeah, I don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, other the other yeah. league, I definitely made playoffs. Yeah. Potentially a bye week, but it'd be close. It'd be close. It'll be close. I had Mixon in that league as well. Uh huh. Was a rough one for you eh. as well. DJ Moore goes on to the COVID list. This one I think is a pretty rough because it's coming on a Monday. That means he's got to have five negative tests in a row. I don't think he plays this Sunday. I think this is a huge loss to a lot of people's lineup considering DJ Moore was definitely coming on and coming along in his uh, fantasy year. His disappointing fantasy year, I should say. Uh, hopefully he comes back. I'm not expecting it. This is going to be a huge week for Robbie Anderson and even a Curtis Samuel, who who probably got dropped in a lot of leagues uh, due to his pretty poor performances over the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, understandable. Robbie Anderson, you got to give a boost, though. You got to give it's, that boost. It, it, it's going to be fed. Now, now, Robbie Anderson has calmed down a little bit from uh, the beginning of the year. Uh, we're hoping he uh, picks back up and heats back up, I should say. So, that wraps up a lot of the big name news that came out today. Of course, uh, with tomorrow's episode, hopefully we get a little bit more from the injury report uh, as the Ravens game goes on. And uh, then, of course, we get to talk about Thursday night's game. But so a lot went down Sunday. A lot to talk about. So we'll, we'll just we'll just shoot back and forth. We'll give you a topic and then I could uh, tell you why you're wrong on it. I love it. And let's, uh, let, we're, we're going to start with it. Seattle. Okay. Seattle lost to the Giants. So Colt McCoy gets his first <laughs> win since 2014. And spe- and specifically, this is the first NFC East win against a team with a winning record. So is he better than Danny Dimes? Is that what you're telling me? D- <laughs> is no. that what you're telling me? No. You sure? No. Danny, Danny Dimes would have swept the floor with Seattle. Oh, the way they swept them completely? It, it would have it it been, been, been over? embarrassing. It would have it been bad, huh? It would have been bad. Oh, so, I mean, a while, Wayne Gallman is a great person to talk about. I mean, Evan Ingram, he played pretty good. And, uh, of course, then we talk about the disappointing performances from Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. Uh, on the other side of the football is where the topic of discussion is going to be. I mean, you have to think Russell Wilson 
underperformed against a semi-decent matchup. I mean, the Giants' defense has really come along over the past few weeks, but uh, you got to be left a little disappointed. You have to be left disappointed. Uh, and, I mean, I think it also shows a little bit of New York Giants' defense as well because we, we did talk about that a couple weeks ago, how they are increasing, and it looks like they're actually playing a lot better than what people expected. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, you got to give... You got to be a little irritated with the Seahawks for just not playing the way they should be. Metcalf, he had himself a decent day, enough for you to get some fantasy points, but it was nothing that we thought he potentially could have. Yeah, James Bradbury is probably looking like an almost shut down corner. He's been killing it all year. It's a very good signing for them. It's a very good play for them. Tyrell Lockett definitely also more on the disappointing side. Uh, but, of course, that's what he's going to do. He's either going to go for 30 or 3. No in-between there. Uh, but Chris Carson was able to save his fantasy day with a 32-yard or 24-yard touchdown, uh, passing touchdown. But the, the the main story is Russell Wilson and how teams are starting to figure him out a little bit because these are a, a stretch of games now where he does not or he has not done very well. And uh, the, the, the game film that I've been seeing, is that teams are giving him everything underneath because he refuses to check down. There is multiple times that game were... So he's yeah. opposite of check down Charlie. Yeah, he's the opposite. He is always and consistently looking for the big play. He refuses to check down. There are so many times where Chris Carson's there and like right there, right? You know, you know they do the little... Don't, mo- throw, don't throw it to Chris Carson. Yeah, Just the, give it a lock. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's a lot of times where, you know, he, he'll does his little block, he'll shed outside... And then he, he'll kind of stand in the middle of the field, kind of a little two-yard hook. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he catches the ball. He'll take a couple steps. He'll probably get you six, seven yards. You know, respectable, okay. right? Okay, okay. And then, yeah. you know, if you're playing a half-point PPR league, that's one point right there. That's one and a half right there, you know? Yep. Uh, Russell Wilson just would not do it, and he would take the sack over and over and over again. It was a frustrating thing to consistently see. Do you think it has anything to do with his new slogan? It has everything to do with the slogan. Okay, I'm glad I brought it up then. Yeah, once you create the slogan, you try to make money off the slogan. Obviously. You know, it becomes ingrained in your head. You have to take the big shot. You have to go for the big plays. You got to get the stats. So is it, are you saying it's giving him too much pressure in that situation compared to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Okay, okay. Having... And I mean, we saw him in the Super Bowl when he threw that pick. Yes. I'm just... Is he not clutch? No. Oh. Oh. Makes, are are makes we getting are we getting on to something? It here? makes you wonder. Hmm. See, he didn't win a Super Bowl. That defense won the Super Bowl. It's a little different. He gave the gave a Super Bowl away. And he gave a Super Bowl away. He did. Yes. I mean, he did. You, that you, is true. You're correct. We might be on to something. Okay. But uh right right now the uh, formula to stop the Seahawks is play two 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 man deep and uh allow him to throw underneath because he just refuses to take it. And then, of course, uh, eventually your pass rush is going to get in, especially when you have a mediocre offensive line. And they're just not running the ball nearly as effectively, or they're not even trying to run the ball. Uh, Russell Wilson is so obsessed with getting an MVP that it has definitely stifled uh, that team's uh, chances of winning. You seem a little salty there. Uh, I mean, I expected DK to have a much bigger game. I expected Kirsch Carson to have a pretty decent game. I mean, they both had good games. But it was definitely not what it should have been. How about that? Okay. Okay. It's understandable. All right. What's the next one we're going to here? Lay it on me. Oh, my goodness. Seriously? The Jets. Almost had it, huh? You, you remember the commercial where, you know, the guy's fishing for the dollar 
And yeah, he keeps reeling it in. Oh, he's like, oh, oh you got it. Oh, oh you almost so, had it. This is what happened. I'm gonna give you a rundown. Okay. All right. All right. They were like, we are gonna blow our chance on getting the number one overall pick here. So the owner called down and was like, you dude, you do whatever you have to do. So he went blitz, man to man on the sides, and rugs just beat him. And that corner was told to just let it happen. I can't imagine that. Just let There's it no happen. Way. There's no just way. let it happen. Say, say so so then here's another one. Okay. And this is the worst scenario. Okay. You're the worst defensive coordinator I've ever seen in my entire life. Cuz my my daughter could could pick better plays than that. That was a horrible play call. And give me a breakdown on if you think that is correct or not. Would you make that play call? I would not make the play call. Okay. I don't have the balls to go out and call it a zero safety blitz. All man cover zero blitz. I don't have the balls for that. What was the plan? The plan was hey, if you sack him, the game's over. Yeah, but if you if you throw <laughs> if he throws a touchdown, the game's over. That's more on the corner. The corner is at fault here because he one, he fell for the double move. So so I get that to an extent. Obviously there has to be blame there. But there has to be blame on the defensive coordinator. You they gotta, even if they got in a field goal range, it doesn't matter. They have to score a touchdown. You got to put the players with limited the, yeah. time. You had no. How much time did they have left? Five seconds. Yeah, that was the last play. So, w- what are you doing? You have to put your players in a position to succeed. Greg Williams did not do that. Three Therefore, man deep, dude. Three man deep. Let them throw short. Who cares? There's no timeouts left. Yes, they have a Darren Waller who's huge, but do you expect him to go up and moss somebody? Not really. Not really at all. It was such a bad play call. There there was a lot bad out of it. I mean, of course, if you sack Derek Carr, it would be going, wow, what a great play call. But I mean, yeah, but you're risking it for some glory when you could have just done the simple play there and you would have been fine. Yeah, the, the, there was very little reward. For a very high risk. There's I mean, no reward. Of course, you know, if you win your first game, then then you're off the record books from being 0-16. But I mean, as yeah. we know, if I remember correctly, Greg Williams is our defensive coordinator, and he got fired. He got fired. He got fired, and I'm pretty sure he is a uh, bounty gate. He was bounty gate. He was he? bounty gate. <laughs> there, there you he go. He was bounty gate. There you go. He's so, killing it. He's killing. He, I mean, he, he is an aggressive play caller. He's always he. Calls cover zero blitzes and, on a regular, and that's fine. And you know what? They play their defense played pr- pretty well. Yeah, to a certain extent. Guy uh, Derek you know Carr I mean? missed a lot of throws. Derek that Carr missed a different. ton of throws. Nelson Aguilar, the play before we talked about this, Aguilar was visibly pissed off. Yeah, and on that different. he walked. He didn't even jog back. He walked off the field. Yeah, did you see that? Walked off. Wasn't even on the play for that. I would be too frustrated. And for that uh, to he, uh, I mean. We've seen you drop a lot of baby hand stuff. Yeah, he, so, I he mean, drops babies. He had some clutch, pl- close to clutch plays in Engle- or, uh, Eagles, and he dropped a massive play for them. So I'm just hey, throwing shade at somebody when you do it yourself. I'm just, just saying. It's a little interesting. Uh, no, yeah, but at that moment, he fully deserves to throw shade. He's definitely the best receiver they have on that team. It's not saying a lot. Uh, yeah, I think it says a lot because it means Henry Ruggs isn't. The the best Being wide there. receiver on that team is Darren Waller. Waller theory, yes. Waller got fed and destroyed that team. Of course, you know, we can't talk about the Raiders without talking about a 40-burger from Darren Waller in half-point PPR. So, Absolutely. Uh, he had his monster game, which, I mean, he always has 
a big game. He's always good for a handful of catches, plenty of yards, and hopefully a touchdown. But, I mean, when you get all three in one cycle, congratulations. He won you your week. Uh, anything else? Uh, let me scroll down to my list as my computer freezes. Oh, you're killing uh, it. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Yep. He woke up feeling dangerous. Why can't like he to do, see it. Why can't he do that on a regular basis? Uh, because the Titans' defense just isn't that good. I mean, they had zero Zero pressure at the quarterback. He had all day. He was he was throwing a campfire. He was smoking some ribs. I mean, there was nothing he could have done poorly that game. So what happened in the third and the fourth quarter then? Oh, they just fed Chubb. Oh, okay. And then, you know, they were just wasting the time. They were just trying to waste time, punt, and then, of course, that gave Tannehill a chance to come back. Uh, And he almost did. I mean, if he got an onside kick, that's game on right there. But Baker Baker Mayfield, he played a great game. And uh, when the Titans lack a pass rush such as that, uh, it's to be expected right Whoa, now. Whoa, sir. I thought you they got Clowney. Clowney had a season-ending surgery. Oh, okay. Good, because he's trash and he didn't do anything on the field anyways. Yeah, he's not that great. He's, uh, he's the king of almost sacks. He's the king of, like, no motivation whatsoever. You pay him, he's going to be useless. That's why no one wanted to pay him. That's why he was a free agent for so long. Uh, poor Clowney. Actually, no, not poor no, Clowney. Not poor poor Clowney. Titans, because uh, this really stifles their uh, playoff bit value. I mean, if you can't play defense, which they can't. If you can't rush the passer, you can't play defense. And uh, defense wins championships. They're not winning a championship like this. Derrick Henry, he had a mediocre, like, 60, 70 yards, fumbled the ball. If you can't run the ball against uh, the Browns, well, I mean, if the Browns are on the bubble of playoff contention, then uh, you're in trouble as well. Okay. So, what's the next one? The next one? Bill Belichick. Oh, Bill Belly. Bill Belichick. I mean, he oh. just knows how to shut down an offense from time he, to time. He knows how to shut down a rookie offense on a regular basis. I think his stats against them are absolutely ridiculous. He knows how to confuse them. He knows how to stifle them. And, uh, I mean, he, he's done it to Kyler Murray last week. He's doing it to Justin Herbert. He, he embarrassed Justin Herbert so badly, Anthony Lynn might get fired for it. That's how bad it was. Anthony Lynn had zero chance of do throwing you, it. Do, uh, you mean Justin Herbert had zero chance of throwing it? No, no. So, I mean, and Anthony Lynn yep. did not want to play Justin Herbert. And, of course, he had to due to injury. And uh, that Anthony Lynn's job would have been safe. Do, so, do you, you think his job is not safe? Do you... Th- Personally, do you think Anthony Lynn has done a decent job with the Chargers and he should stay? He is a good motivator. Okay. He's a bad X and O type player and okay. a bad game manager. He has made a lot of mistakes with clock management, maybe personnel mistakes. And uh, other than that, he's, I mean, a good leader, but I mean, that only gets you so far. Is he going to be here? Is he still going to be with the Chargers next year? I think he is. Okay. So he's not on the hot seat then? Uh, he, He's going to be on the... It, of course, this is subject to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, that team has a lot of talent. When you have a Joey Bosa, when you got a, a solid defense, I expect you to win more than like two, three games. Yeah, uh, I we, mean, you got a rookie, uh, rookie quarterback. You do have some injuries. They have a very talented defense, like you said. Derwin James is very good safety, but unfortunately, he's been out for the year. They had a decent amount of injuries. I think the Chargers still have a ways to go, but I think they have a talented roster. They need an offensive line. Once they have that, they'll be set. I mean, you got to think you have a Keenan Allen, you got an Eckler, you got a Mike Davis, you got a Hunter Henry. You have weapons. 
they should not have gotten shut down. Mike I mean, Williams. Mike I mean, Williams. Yeah. I mean, right. they should not have gotten shut down. I mean, I called Keenan Allen having a bad game. I said that he would. And, uh, I mean, Stefan Gilmore does phenomenal against yeah. physical type receivers and Keenan Allen is a physical type receiver. Uh, it was to be expected that he would struggle. I didn't think he would struggle this much. And I mean, you can just look at the stats and understand this game was gone way early. Cam Newton was 12 for 19 with 69 yards and touchdown. Nice. He, he literally did nothing. It, it was a defense, special teams, making plays, 45-0. to zero. It was, They destroyed him. And a lot of people, they wonder, how do you have a bad special team? Just watch a Chargers game. They'll show you exactly how to have a, how to have a bad special team. They're having blocked punts all day. They're having blocked field goals all day. They're just allowing big plays. They they allowed a no-name off the practice squad who never returned punts in his career, put one for a touchdown, and put one for another 80 yards. Bye, Felicia. Uh, I think they keep Anthony Lynn, but at the same time, I am not surprised if he's gone. Okay. And uh, this is something we discussed. The Lions game. After Patricia got fired. Fat Tricia. Fat Tricia. I'm sorry. Fat Tricia. They played very well against Chicago Bears defense. That they moved the ball. <sighs> Matthew Stafford, 400 yards with three touchdowns. Marvin Jones had a very good game. Marvin Jones had a great game. Adrian Peterson punched it in twice. Yep. Uh, they played a solid football game. Uh, defense could be a little bit better, but uh, their defense was never that great. Mitchell Trubisky has a history of playing well against the Lions, but hey, uh, they should have lost this game. I mean, uh, the Bears were on the goal line, game to go, and then they fumbled the ball away, just just like the Texans did. Fumbled the ball to end the game. It was very disappointing, uh, but uh, congratulations to Detroit. They won a the game without Patricia, and... Uh, I'm curious to see what direction they'll go. If they're going to get another defensive-minded coach or they're going to try to get an offensive guru from college. Does an offensive guru ever work? Uh, Let's see. So You got Shanahan. Shanahan, McVay. But, I mean, Shanahan, McVay can literally remember every single play. Shanahan is very good and has been groomed to do that by his father. Yes. Uh, who else we got? Uh, okay, Clingsbury. How's the uh, judgment on him or is it still too early? I think it's still too early. I mean, he he's he's doing very well, he's a lot better, a, a lot better than other things. But I'm not going to say he's top. T- he's still mid tier. I give it. Well, I, I don't think it's his offense. I think it's his quarterback that's going to limit him. I don't think Kyler Murray can get the job done. We we discussed this. <laughs> on, like, what uh, do you mean about getting the job done? I don't think he's that great. I think he is a Blake Bortles, where he's not a good NFL quarterback, but he's a great fantasy football quarterback. So what do I care about? Yeah, exactly. We care about fantasy, and of course, now this. But uh, NFL-wise, I don't think he's that great. He's going to get some points. You know, he's going to rush the ball. He's going to move around in the pocket. But just like Russell Wilson, you're eventually going to get old. You're going to lose your speed, and people are just going to be faster than you. And eventually, you're going to get caught. I mean, and it's Ru- going to hurt. I mean, Russell Wilson has been very good for a very long time. Yes, I don't think Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray are on the same way. They're not on the. The only the only reason we're on the same page is because they kind of have a semi-similar style. They're both okay. small. Shifty guys, but I mean, Russell Wilson threw in the pocket and he yeah, threw yeah. perfect. He passes. feels very comfortable. Exactly. So okay. Kyler right. Murray, he had a couple balls batted down and he had a pick six from the from the, the Rams. Of course, the Rams have a good defense, but I mean, uh, I expect more out of you. How about that? Ramsey locked up Hopkins for a good while. That first, a good while. That whole first half. And then, of course, a, uh, when he did not guard him, he was able to score a touchdown. Yep. 
Uh, I mean, of course, we talked about it. I expected this to happen and all that good stuff. So, Jerry Judy, he tweets out after the game, at least I got my conditioning in. He's clearly disappointed he did not get a catch. He's He seems very, very sad. He seems very sad. I mean, he, he's a rookie. He, he has no right to be tweeting out stuff like this. Absolutely not. And... In the past, we've seen recently that wide receivers have been booming right off right yeah, off Bowman. rookies, right? Business uh, booming. But they have in the past taken two to three years to get normalized and actually be super relevant. Justin Jefferson's been killing it, and uh, <laughs> absolutely killing it. Jerry Judy needs to sit in the corner, do his work, and not be tweeting like this. I think he was open on a decent amount of plays, but. Looks like Drew Locke is not necessarily even looking in his direction too much because he Tim Patrick had a great game. So if somebody's having a good game, that means the quarterback is doing something right by at least getting the ball to the playmakers that he likes and he trusts. Tim Patrick scored a touchdown. He moved the ball down the field. So do you think it's more of a a scheme issue? You think it's a Judy issue or you think it's quarterback issue? Give me your rundown. Here. I think it's a scheme issue. And okay. a little bit of a Drew Locke issue. So they're not using Jerry Judy the way they should. They're not using Jerry Judy too much. I mean, Jerry Judy was a good football player when, you know, everybody was hurt on the offensive side. He was the only one left. So, of course, they had to force feed him a little bit of the football. But now that they got Tim Patrick, they got KJ Hamler back, uh, I think Drew Locke is just going to what he feels comfortable to. And right now, Tim Patrick has taken on the Cortland Sutton role, meaning he just feels comfortable with Tim Patrick. And, I mean, it shows. Tim Patrick has gotten his touchdown. He's getting his yards. He's getting a lot of targets. Noah Fant is also getting a lot of yards. or Not, not necessarily a lot of yards, but he's getting his targets. He's getting his catches. He's being a relevant fantasy football tight end. Okay. I think, uh, I th- I think uh, Jerry Judy, he needs to calm down and realize that he's a rookie. And he's, in my opinion, not that good. Should Dang. I say that? Should I say no? Nah, nah, throw nah, the spice out there if I'm you just want. kidding. He's, 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 a, he's an all right football player. He's good. Fancy footwork will only get you so far. You got to get open. Uh, all righty. Any anything else you want to add in the? I'm I'm ready for the Niners game tonight. I'm ready for the Niners I'm, game. I'm, I'm interested there's to see what happens there. There's, there's, a, a, there's a lot of, of fantasy juice. implications there. I mean, of course, everybody's starting Josh Allen. Everybody's going to start Raheem Mostert. Everybody's starting a Diggs. Maybe even a you know Cole Beasley. I I, I recommend that start. There's going to be maybe a couple of defenses started. I don't know. Do you think people started Buffalo? I think some people did, yeah. I think people started Buffalo. I mean, of course, there's going to be an Debo Samuel. There's a lot of fantasy implications in that game. And uh, when it's Monday night in playoff time? Playoffs? It's it's, it's spicy. You like to see it. And then, of course, on Tuesday, you get even more action. A lot of people put their Lamar Jackson in, potentially, or the Malcolm Brown or their uh, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, and all that good stuff. And then, of course, the Zeeks out there in the world with their Amari Coopers. I, give me, give me your hot take for Zeke. Give me a hot what, take. What do you? Like what do you th- two what touchdowns. Th- two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Okay. Wow. Hot take Zeke. Hundred yards. Uh, no hundred yards. He's gonna get a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown from the goal line. He's not. He's gonna have a quiet yardage day, but two touchdowns. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens. All righty. So waiver wires. Waiver Wire God. Kiki QT is going to start it off. I mean, uh, we, we were hesitant on starting him. I was very hesitant. You had more faith in him I than I did, faith. and it worked out. It worked out. So la- last second in the morning when I woke up Sunday, 
I just had a feeling. I have I have one one question before you answer. Okay, that. were on. you feeling dangerous? Oh, I, was, were, I, I woke you, up feeling dangerous. You're feeling dangerous. Yeah, and I had Sterling Shepard in my flex, and I was debating should I put in Kiki QT for him. But when I woke up in the morning, I was like, I'm gonna do it. So I swapped him out, and I was like, you know what? I feel pretty comfortable about it. And uh, it turns out I was correct. Kiki QT he went off for a couple sixty yard gains. Had a bunch of targets. Had, Sterling Shepard only had one reception. Yes, as well. uh, I mean it, it completely worked out in my favor. Uh, Kiki Kiki played very well. He had the second most routes ran. Cooks, of course, left the game early, but then he came back with a head issue. Uh, you like to see it. Love to see something like that. Absolutely. So of course he's twenty seven percent owned. If he if you did not pull up and grab Kiki Kiki, you got to do it now because it looks like he is here to stay in that offense. Uh, I like it. I think that's a, a great pick. We'll we'll keep an eye on him. And uh, the next guy is going to be a guy we were just discussing, Tim Patrick. Uh, he has been, since Cortland Sutton's been out and Drew Locke's been, they are on the same wavelength. Is, is that correct? You are correct. So, you know, four receptions, 44 yards, but the red zone targets is what you're looking at. Two touchdowns. Two. Two. I mean, four targets. He's a guy you should have on your roster, 21% owned, and uh, keep an eye on. We talked about Tim Patrick much earlier in the season. Like six, seven weeks ago. Yeah, exactly, and uh, it's paying dividends because he's been pretty relevant since. Maybe not, you know, of course, he's not your wide receiver one, but he's definitely somebody you can slide in your wide receiver three. It's a flex position, and feel pretty good about it because you know he's going to get some red zone targets, and, of course, red zone targets is all that really matters. Adrian Peterson. We talked about him a handful of times. Uh, we were definitely hesitant on putting him in. In a league, I did, and it paid off. I mean, two touchdowns. It's two weeks in a row with two touchdowns. And two weeks, all he needed was to have more touchdowns than David Montgomery. Uh, is that a knock on David Montgomery? It's, you know, David Montgomery. Uh, of course. Just, red zone. Adrian Peterson is going to be that goal linebacker. He's going to get it. There's no question about it. There's, there's no argument about it. That's what he's going to get. I think DeAndre Swift comes back next week, mm-hmm. which makes it difficult to start Adrian Peterson. But, I mean, a lot of people are going to be in binds. I mean, there's going to be a lot of injuries that come out. If you're a Josh Jacobs owner, you're going to be in trouble, especially if you didn't get Devontae Booker. Uh, you need touchdown upside. Adrian Peterson at least gives you touchdown upside. Yes, uh, 100% agree. Very touchdown dependent. Um, next guy is going to be Ty Johnson. 22 carries and 104 yards. He got the workload after Frank Gore got the concussion in literally the first run. So 2% owned. He's when Gore comes back, Gore's going, if Gore comes back, correct. Good, Good point. If Gore comes back, Gore is going to be the guy. And I think they'll sprinkle in Ty Johnson. I think you kind of have to after a big game like that. Oh, yeah. He's going to get some carries, and uh, they need to spell Frank Gore a little bit. If Frank Gore does come back from his concussion injury this week, then Ty Johnson, it would be difficult to start him. But if he does not come back this week, uh, he's a plug-and-play type player. He's going to be a volume-based player. But uh, I like his chances of entering fantasy lineups this week. Uh, before we go on, I just do want to ask, uh, are you putting a waiver claim for Kiki Kuti? I would not be unless I'm in a bind for honestly at this point, I'm probably not going to use any of them unless I know for sure. It's the end of the year. Yeah. Kiki would be the highest priority and he would be a flex option. You're not going to have game changers. You're not going to have winners. 
uh, here, in my opinion. Kiki, he might be. You think winner. you think he's a league winner? If you were a... So you're saying he's a wide receiver two to a wide receiver one. I think he has... He, I'm going to conservatively lay him as a wide receiver three, but he, I think he has the upside and a safety net of about a wide receiver two. Okay. Tim Patrick, I'm not gonna put a waiver claim on him, but I, I you know, once it hits 12 o'clock, whenever a waiver is clear, I, I'll definitely scoop him up. Adrian Peterson, I'm not gonna quite put a waiver claim on him. Ty Ty Johnson, I'm probably not gonna put a waiver claim on him just because of the uncertainty, and especially because it's the Jets. I mean, it's a little bit harder to start person start a person on the Jets confidently. They do play Seattle next game. If that helps in any way, a little bit. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. I get a little confidence off of that, especially the way Wayne Gallman played. Uh, T.Y. Hilton. Let's talk about him for a quick let's, second. Because we hate T.Y. Hilton. This is an anti-T.Y. Hilton podcast. That is that is correct. Uh, he's playing good the last few weeks. Two weeks. Last two weeks. Last two weeks. Few is two. I mean, it happens. It happens to the best of everyone. Is, is The this, worst and the best of people. Is this considered a uh, fluke, or are you comfortable with him? Am I, I'm not comfortable. With You're him. not comfortable with him. I'm not comfortable. Philip Rivers, he's old, he's senile. He doesn't necessarily have the arm power, but he's getting the ball to T.Y. Hilton. He is getting the ball to T.Y. Hilton, and uh, they're. Tr- it looks like after that one game he had, where a touchdown, and he looked pretty decent. They're trying to get him more involved. I, maybe it's a bias. I can't get myself to start T.Y. Hilton. I don't blame you if you do. And uh, I wouldn't put a waiver claim for him, but uh, I wouldn't mind scooping him up. I wouldn't mind putting him in a lineup and feel all right that he's going to get catches because he, he hasn't been great, but he doesn't put up stinkers because you know it's T.Y. Hilton. It's been mediocre. Yeah, it's he's, been, he's mediocre. been a straight mediocre type player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like there's upside and a floor for him that he's not going to drop a donut for you. And, uh, I mean, if it's fantasy playoffs and you just need consistency, you're fine with it. But, I mean, he's not going to have that upside that a – you know, when you do a championship, unless something significant happens between Philip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton, maybe maybe the connection are starting to form a little bit. They're starting to get on the same page. Of course, you know, this is Philip Rivers first year there and T.Y. Hilton hasn't really had a quarterback that can get him the ball going. Maybe, you know, they're getting on the same page they're getting that connection going they're getting that chemistry on. Maybe I'm not going to bet on it, though. You're not going to bet on it. I'm not going to bet on it, though, but I'm interested. You're you're keeping an eye on. It. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Okay. Definitely understandable. Next guy is going to be Cam Akers, 53% owned. Uh, is is this a surprise? A little bit. Uh yes and no. Okay. I'm surprised because he's a running back and people are chasing him, but I'm not surprised considering it's a three-man backfield. And uh before the last few weeks, he has been immensely disappointing. It's kind of a hot hand situation there, but 21 carries compared to three, four, uh, three and three. Daryl Henderson, three. Malcolm Brown, three. He was the guy who carried the workload. He did. There's no question really about did. it. He really did. He played all right. Daryl Henderson, of course, he had uh, one carry for a huge gain, and uh, that kind of skewed the stat sheet a little bit. But, I mean, Cam Akers has been the guy moving forward. Uh, Malcolm Brown, he's getting some touches. He's getting some looks, but it's nothing fantasy relevant or enough to really hamper Cam Akers' value. And it looks like Cam Akers is slowly and you know surely itching away at that starting role. Yeah, eating away slowly, and it's a guy to definitely have on your roster. Yeah, he he's a person I'd put a waiver claim on. Yeah, because it is you the Rams. Make that argument. They're pushing for playoffs. You know they're going to run the ball. He's going to get some looks, and he's going to get some touchdown opportunities. 
Yeah. I would too, just because, but it, it's hard to say he's going to be for sure the guy. He's with, not going to be for sure. How many, how many changes we've had this year with running backs in those positions? I think he'll get a decent amount of the workload, but you couldn't say he's the number one. Uh, Ty Johnson or Cam Akers? Cam Akers. Cam Akers. It's just a better offense in general. And then when Frank Gore comes back, it's going to eat it in Ty Johnson too. Okay, so would you rather have Kiki QT or uh, Cam Akers? Depends what my team looks like. If I need a running for back. For your flex position. Acres. Acres? I'm doing Acres. Okay. If it's a PPR, I'm going Kiki QT. If it's yeah. standard, then I'll go Cam Acres. Okay. Uh, last guy, a surprising guy. He got called off of the practice squad. He ran the most routes. Seven catch, or what is it? Six catches, 100 yards. Chan Hansen. Chan Hansen, Chris Hansen, if you want to be. Uh, a little mischievous, 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 huh? little Chris Hansen out there. One percent owned. If that, I don't even look considering it's not, it's not like I needed to look. Come on. If he's owned in a league, it's because his mom owns him. That's it. Or he it's, owns himself. That's it. There's the only reason why somebody owns him in that league. Chad Hansen. Chad Hansen. Five receptions, 101 yards and seven targets. I mean, it's there. You're, you're doing something right. You do. Uh, you'd have to be careful considering he was called up the practice squad. I mean, he might not get called up next week. It would be a little silly for him not getting called up again. I mean, I think you earn a spot after that. You got to right? earn you, something. You can't. You can't argue with that. He could have had more. I mean, uh, Deshaun Watson fumbled the ball on the goal line. He could have had another touchdown catch. Could another had another reception. Something to improve his stat sheet, but. Uh, it's not a bad showing. Of course, it helps when Cooks leaves the game a little early. It helps, of course. There's no Will Fuller, but uh, you gotta like what you see. You you trust Deshaun Watson. You might not trust Chan Hansen, but you trust Deshaun Watson. They're gonna be thrown. Yes, they're definitely gonna be thrown. He's a guy to keep an eye on. Would I pick him up as a flyer? It's ballsy. This late it, in the it, year it is really, difficult. It really is. It would it's be difficult. very hard to, but it's a guy to keep an eye on for potentially dynasty, I guess. Uh, mostly dynasty. I mean, he was drafted in the fourth round in 2017. So, I mean, he, he's kind of young. He's, what, 26 now? So, I mean, if it's dynasty, you, you pay attention to it. I wouldn't take it in too seriously because Will Fuller is expected to re-sign with the Texans, which would kind of drop him back down to irrelevancy depending on what happens into the season. But, uh, it's somebody to look at somebody if you really want to have fun with or if you're in placements and uh, unfortunately don't make playoffs you can kind of put them in just for giggles chuckles little chuckles you know so of course i believe that wraps up our waiver wire do you have anybody else that you really want to put in i don't i think that's that's pretty much everything there, there isn't too much i mean of course you could look at defenses but right now a lot of the best defenses or good matchup defenses are kind of already picked up. We discussed defenses last uh, waiver wire period, and uh, we feel like you really should have stocked up on your defenses beforehand. I feel like now when we talk about playoffs, we got to talk about like playoff strategies. And uh, I mean, of course, next episode we're gonna we're, we're gonna try to deep dive playoff strategies a little bit. Stuff you should do, stuff to look for, people to pick up potentially, and what you could do to really improve your drafts or uh, your. Your uh, what do you, what do you chances? Call it? Your chances. Your, your chances your for that for that shit. Yeah, exactly. The potential you, stuff you can go for. I mean, of course you can't trade it anymore. Uh, so unless it's dynasty, of course. But chances are, you know, you're not exactly in that format. But other than that, but you have a send off. Good luck 
This is the greatest time of the year. Oh God! And let, well, let's it get depends. it. It depends. You know? it, it could be the greatest time, or you could just be really sad. You should listen more then. Well, I mean, hopefully you listen to us. No, because I recommended you start CEH anyway. But I mean, that's it happens. Story, it yeah. happens, ladies. Yeah, ladies and gents, get a PS Five. Good luck with that one. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 